Genesis. Genesis. 20, 28. I tell you what, it's a it's a blessing to be in church today. Uh, uh, I don't normally say, but uh, you know, it's a, a holiday season. Christmas is a one of those times where you can use it uh, for God's glory. Uh, you can't ever forget it. It actually happened. Jesus Christ did. He was born uh, in Bethlehem. He was a baby. Uh, he did come into this world. He did live. He did die. He did shed his blood at Calvary. He did open up. So that. That's all a, 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 a truth statement. Uh, the world always takes anything good and they pervert it is what they do. And uh, I mentioned that I was over at the VA. I think I mentioned it Wednesday night, but I was over at the VA. And the, uh, uh, I met a black guy over there, and he was like, he was just disgusted uh, with just the, the I mean, this, here's the guy lost, disgusted with the materialistic uh, uh you know, I guess you'd say the, the way they make money on everything, and he was just hoping it would be over quick. I've heard more people say that they hope uh, they'll be glad when Christmas is over, only because of the, the, the fundamental thing about uh, how they make money on you on everything. And they never stop making money, which is crazy. But it's not about money. It's not about anything. It's about a, 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 our Lord and Savior coming into this world it's, it goes beyond that. It goes to him, the creation, everything that he has done. We're going to look at some of the stuff that he did today, uh, Genesis 28. Could you run back into my office and my blue coat is sitting there and my glasses are down in the blue coat. I had a pair of uh, Marion Rifles, I believe, but uh, I couldn't wear those. Unless, those are an emergency. <laughs> They're like white with diamonds around them and stuff, and I'm, I just, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I, I was at a church one time, and a, a missionary got up, and it was a nice church, and a missionary got up, and he had white glasses on, and I was rude, crude, and socially unacceptable in that crowd, and, uh, and when I started something, other people started chiming in on it, and I probably was wrong in doing it, but it just did not look right for our crowd, uh, and you say, our crowd, yeah, well, you know, we're, we're supposed to be Bible-believing uh, Baptist, uh, you either wear black, big old black monster, ugly looking glasses, or wire rims. Well, you know, if you wear wire rims, that's trouble too. I wear wire rims, so I don't really care. You can't do anything anymore that's right, so you might as well hang up. Genesis 28. <laughs> Somebody is going to find fault uh, with whatever you do, and what you ought to do in life is get to the place where you get some thick skin. Uh, and, and really don't care. You should know. You should know. That's why I like Jacob. I like these stories in the Bible. I like Abraham, Isaac. I like Noah. I like Adam and Eve. I like all the stories in the Bible. I think every one of them is true. Uh, these people learned how to live a life. Life is short, brother, and you don't have much time. Uh, I'm 65 years old. I can't believe it's flying by. I talked to my mom yesterday, and I couldn't even get her out of her place. Uh, she keeps saying she wants to go back to Kentucky. And uh, my daughter got me a T-shirt that says, uh, I've never been, everybody keeps telling me to act my age, but I've never been this old before. And like right now, I just, I just aged another five or six seconds. And I've never been this old either. So uh, how do you act? How are you supposed to tell somebody to act? You don't know. You live it. You live it one moment by, at a time. And we look at these men and women in the Bible, and we start watching them. Uh, Ruth the Moabitess. I mean, you take Ruth. How about Rahab the harlot? Uh, I mean, you start looking at her. Here she is in Jericho. Uh, the Jews are coming in. The whole place is going to fall, destroyed. She doesn't know the walls are going to fall down like that. But, I mean, she knows that the Jews are coming in, and they're going to take over. And she's done cut a deal with, with two guys, and she's hoping that she gets out of it. 
And she didn't really care. She just chose a side. And all of a sudden, her whole world changes. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, this whole city. Now, I mean, you got to remember, you're, you're dealing with God. Well, I mean, we're talking about Christmas here. Let's talk about some Christmas present stuff here. God manifested in the world. I mean, we're talking about God who, who built the universe and just spoke it into being. And there's nobody like him. And nobody, I mean, he says, he just lets us be part of what he does. I walk around Jericho seven days, and on seven days, blow a bunch of horns, and the whole walls will fall down. He lets us be part of what he's doing. You, do you realize the magnitude of what he just did? He just, he had a bunch of Jews walk around. They'll sit there and say, well, you know, it's the, the walking and the vibration. No, moron, he did it. God just knocked the walls down. And he let this one section stand that had a red string hanging out. <laughs> and it was a harlot. It wasn't like there was the best person in the town, the, the one who went out and fed, fed the poor and gave money to all the, you know, the little uh, uh, Jerichoans on the side of the road, we'll work for food thing. Man, they never did. No, it wasn't that guy or that lady. It was the, probably one of the ladies of the evening. And the Lord sat there and said, he didn't, you know, he didn't even look at that. He didn't even consider that. What he did, here's a woman who knew that she was in trouble who knew that these two guys were here sent to spy, who took a chance and let them in. They could have said, no, 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 we are not supposed to touch the Gentiles. We're not supposed to do nothing. And they let that lady in. You're talking about a Christmas present. You and I are here because of that lady. Do you you really realize? I mean, a lot of times we forget all the stuff in the background, and we, we look at something that happens in a moment, and, and the, the world uh, will try to get us to look at this holiday and spend money, and then they'll go to Thanksgiving isn't even over, and they start putting Christmas stuff up. Christmas stuff is, Christmas is now, this one they ain't got the New Year's Eve stuff up. Well, they do. And then they got all the other stuff coming up, and then there'll be uh, a President's Day and Valentine's Day and, and this day and that day and this day. Why don't they just have a, a nothing day? I mean, where's, where's our day this time? Anyways, Genesis 28. I'll get off onto that stuff, man. I won't stop. I'll, I'll ruin the Christmas spirit. Adam will go home and change, man. <laughs> It'll mess him up so bad, he'll go, what is that, man? What is that? He done mess me up. Genesis, uh, let's start in 12. I know I already hit 12, but I'm going to do 12. I'll start 12 because that seems like an easy place to start. And he dreamed. Jacob is, is on his way. He's running. He's running from God. Uh, here's a good lesson for you. You can't outrun God. Uh, you think you can run from God, and you're not going to run from God. If you're in this room today and you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to be able to run from God. Forget it. ain't going to happen. You might as well just uh, suck it up and, and surrender and serve Jesus Christ because you're not going to get away from him. Uh, here's Jacob. Jacob thinks he's – Jacob is in the lineage. I mean, you already, you already lied to uh, your brother and stole uh, – you sold him, sold him uh, a bowl of beans for his birthright. Then you deceived your dad, and you did everything else with the help of your good old mom, and you deceived everything, and you got what you thought you wanted, and then your mom and dad tells you to leave and go head out of Dodge and run, and you think you're going to get away from God, and 12, he dreamed a dream. He lays down in this place. He thinks he's all by himself, and nobody's around him. And behold, a ladder was uh, set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God descended, ascending and descending on it. Now, I mentioned this last time, the ladder's a type of Jesus Christ. Uh, Genesis, go to Genesis 11. Man's always trying to copy God, always. He can't, he can't get out of the, he just can't accept it as it is. Man, I like it as it is. I like, I like the old, old story. I like, I like those old hymns. I like those hymns because they were all built around the church. It's new stuff. 
people would say, well, uh, in their day, that stuff was just that. But yeah, but these songs were all built around the church and the Bible. These new songs out there are not built around nothing. They're just built around, I feel good, you feel good, we feel good, let's go home. Uh, the Nazarene Church, I read an article today. The Nazarene Church. You said, well, I think I was going to be a Nazarene. I think I'm going to join the Nazarene Church. The Nazarene Church petitioned the President of the United States to do away with the religious clause, the religious exemption, about queers being hired by the church. The Nazarene Church. Now, you know what that means. That means that there, there can't be anything religious exemption. You're not. The government cannot do anything against uh, homosexuals, which, which you're in America, and we're in America, and American. I got, I got that. I got that, the government. But if you're a Christian or you're a, you're a church believer or a churchgoer, and you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe the Bible, and the Bible says men with men is wrong and women with women is wrong. That's not me saying that. That's the Bible. I just agree with the Bible. So I have to agree with God. That's the same thing Rahab the harlot did. Oh, you know what? They had to look at her, try to lock her up for discrimination, hate, uh, Jericho hate, hate uh, message. That's what she is. Uh, no, she realized here's the Jews coming in. They're going to come in. They're going to win, and we're going to lose, and I think I'm going to jump on their side. That's all that is. There's no different. Uh, I got a Bible. I don't care what the government says. I could care less what anybody says. It says men with men is wrong and women with women is wrong. Okay, the way it works is men with women and women with men. Any other thing don't work. The Nazarene church is you're supposed to be a, a church that believes in Jesus Christ. And you're saying take the exemption away that the church can now be liable to the government. The government can now tell the church what to do. Uh, brother, we're in, we're in some bad times. 11, verse 1, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a, a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick. Why? And burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to do it their way to get to heaven. That's what they're trying to do. The Lord comes down in the rest of the story, and he tears it all apart, and he, he confounds everybody. That's how we got all of our languages. People say, well, you know, no, that's how you got your languages. It's bottom line. You can think a lot of different things. Uh, the thing to do is throw it out. I saw a young man the other day, and I said, you got two things that you can think of, and you got to throw one of them out, evolution or, or, or God. And once you throw the one out, and let's say you go, you say, I'm going to believe in God, you can't stop there. There's no way to stop there. Because the next thing is going to, am I going to serve him or not? You can't stop. You know where Jacob is? Jacob is sitting here. He thinks God is this arbitrary thing that, I, uh, that my dad had and my father had, and, and he kind of blesses, and he's like Santa Claus, and he gives us everything we want when we ask him, and we make deals and stuff with him. And, and that's what, no, no, it's God. And God is not going to share his kingdom and his throne with anybody. Uh, over in the New Testament, uh, I, I always liked that uh, John, Mark, John and Mark uh, both wanted to sit at the right hand and the left hand of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, that's, that, that's kind of honorable. I got, I got that, man. That's kind of, um, uh, I would commend them on that. I mean, if, if I got the opportunity to get myself in front of somebody and tell them what I want and got the privilege to walk, I mean, if you got a privilege of walking in front of somebody and, and, they, can, and they can actually do something for you and, and you get the opportunity and they ask you what you want, there's nothing wrong with it to do that. Uh, just don't, don't take it serious if they say no. 
or don't get offended if they say no. Well, Jesus said, hey, that's already been given to somebody else. You can't have that. You know what I would have done? I said, how about next to them? Can we put like another chair? If I bring my own chair, can I like sit? We and I, I mean, it, but, but they, the throne is his and the glory is his and always has been his. And whenever you see something where the world starts taking the glory away from God and start putting it on man, uh, you're going to have a problem. That's what they're doing here. Back to Genesis 28. That's what they're doing here. Uh, so the Tower of Babel, the, the latter is a type of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was the only one that was ever able to span from earth to heaven. And that's what Jacob is getting a dream here. He's dreaming that. Uh, the bottom, John 10, 1 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, climbeth up. So that latter is mentioned clearly, and Jesus is talking, he's referring back to it. Now go to 13, uh, Genesis uh, well, the Holy Spirit uh, has shown that eternal life. you got eternal life there. You don't have to worry about it. The, as long as that ladder is there and it's firmly secured into heaven, firmly secured on the ground, uh, we got a way. Our door has always been open. Uh, there's one God, 1 Timothy 2.5. There's one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. I don't need uh, 14 mediators. I don't need anybody else. I don't need a pope. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. Don't need a pope. Uh, I, don't, I don't need Billy Graham. I don't need anybody. I got Jesus Christ. You can take advice from anybody, and you can apply the advice as long as it matches the book. But, but uh, I, I preface this. We started here today. Life is so short. You need to learn how to live and make decisions based on what you have, have been exposed to and what you know. And if you know something out of the Bible and somebody talks you out of it, it's going to be like that young man over there who was told to go and curse the altar and leave and get out of Dodge and don't eat, drink, or do nothing, leave. And somebody else comes up and says, well, hey, I'm a man of God too. Well, I don't care if somebody else is a man of God. Go be a man of God somewhere else. I already know what God told me to do, and it's a very simple thing, in and out. I don't have to know a lot of Bible for that. I just got to know this is what he said. He said, go and do this and get out. And sometimes, uh, as less being a novice being lifted up, sometimes you got to realize that, you know, it's, it's a crowd you're in. I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was telling me a story about a preacher that went to preach for somebody, and they called him to the church. And uh, when he got there, he said uh, he realized real quick that the, the, the type of preaching he would do or the type of preacher he was was not going to be exactly what it was needed there uh, because those people were very wealthy, and he real quick realized that they were going to try to run him. Because the amount, and we're talking lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money. You know, the idea you get this big old eyeballs, man, you think, they're calling me to preach at this church, and my salary could increase ten times, tenfold, uh, and, and all this other good stuff, and new cars and houses and all this other stuff. But then all of a sudden, you, you get there and realize you're not in the same place that they are, and they're actually above you, and it, it's kind of rough. You ought to learn in life that God's got you pretty much right where you need to be. And as he elevates you, he'll elevate you at a certain time. That's why I love our little church. We started this little church with a couple of people in a garage, and we're still going. You say, well, we still got a couple of people. Yeah, but God's adding to it a little bit by a little bit. But we don't have to change. I don't have to change a thing. Uh, I can stay the same way I am and go and move right on up. And one day if the Lord gives us four or 500 people in a new building and all that other stuff, I'll probably be dead by then. But, but if he does, we'll still be the same. 
We don't have to build this thing on, on wealth or anything else. Let's, why don't we just do it on Jesus Christ? Amen. Jacob is leaving. He's told what to do. Uh, I don't know if that was good or bad. I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, he's already lied a bunch. I, I, he probably ain't got a good hold on God, but God knows. Uh, Jacob, you need to get out of here, and I'm going to work with you for a while. And the Holy Spirit uh, is, is sitting here showing us, uh, and I got a little note here. It says, the Holy Spirit has shown once and for all that any mediator or medium which brings man to God together, uh, man and God together, has to be all man and all God. He can't be all God. He has to be a, a blend between the two. And the only one in, in history that's ever done it, uh, Muhammad hadn't did it. Uh, uh, Buddha hasn't done it. Uh, the Pope, none of the popes have done it. Nobody's done it. Jesus Christ, the only one's done it. Uh, the type eliminates uh, the endeavor to get to heaven. Uh, people say, well, I'm trying to get there. No, there's no trying to it. It's already been done. Uh, it's easy to get there. All you got to do is trust Jesus Christ. Uh, angels are, are descending. I mentioned this last time. Angels are descending up and down. They're, they start from the ground, so that means they're already here. Uh, you get back into I don't know why people have such a problem with uh, Noah back there where it says, and the sons of God uh, came down and saw the daughters of men. I don't, I don't know why they have a problem with angels already being here. Uh, fallen angels, uh, it, it's amazing. If God would open our... I, I just read through uh, uh, 2 Kings, and Elijah's over there, and, and uh, Ahab's son and Jehoshaphat is sitting there, and and he didn't even want to talk to the other two, but he said, if Jehoshaphat wasn't here, I wouldn't even talk to you guys as Elisha. And, and he goes, Lord, open their eyes. I mean, the Syrians are all up against them. Brethren, you don't have to worry about a thing. It's God and you. You need to get to that place in life. It's God and you. When I say God, I say God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. It's God and you, and there is nobody on this planet that's a match for them. Anyways, he's over there. He says, open their eyes, and they see all the chariots and all the other stuff up here. And then Elisha says, oh, Lord, blind them. So he blinds the whole host of Syria, uh, and he's, he walks them back into their country. And he feeds them, opens their eyes there, and they realize they're home. And then he feeds them. And then one of the guys said, should we smite them? Should we smite them? That's, that's just typically us. Let's kill them. Kill, 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 kill. No, have you ever thought about mercy and grace and long-suffering and kindness? He sends them back, and they never came back, they said. But you sit there and look at that stuff. God, there is so much stuff happening around us that you know what this world wants you to do is get you to get your mind off that and get your mind. I, went to, I worked in the Navy. I don't know if y'all knew I was in the Navy or not. But I was at a satellite station, and I loved this place. I mean, I loved it. And I worked two years, night and day, night and day, night and day. I worked 12-hour shifts, and then I would work another six or seven hours after my 12-hour shift was over. And I, I'd put 18 hours a day in, and to me, it was like nothing. It was nothing. That was my life. That was every, when they kicked me out of there, I was crying. You, you ever see me cry, man? I mean, I was crying like a baby. Because my whole world was thinking one thing, and all of a sudden, it was something else. I left that place. I took 30 days leave before I went to the USS Scott. And probably about the 21st day... I did not want to go back into the Navy. I mean, I was so brainwashed into the Navy way that it took 21 days, 20, 21 days for me to get some sense back. Do you realize what you're going to do? You're getting ready to go back in a ship out in the ocean. Ocean, you're going to go out to sea. I'm like, man, I don't know if I, I mean, they always say it takes 30 days to make a habit. Well, I was, I was already a habit form of the Navy. And it took me about 21 days to get out of that. And I had to convince myself to go back. And that's what life is, man. Life is just this thing that you have to convince yourself to serve. The world has got you blinded to a lot of stuff that 
just like Noah getting on the ark. He had 120 years to build an ark, and he got on it and watched it. His, you know he had family members sitting there dying, and he had to watch that. Why? Because what he did was he jumped on God's side. He didn't get off of it. So uh, angels are sitting. They're all over the place. They're out there on the ground. Uh, you go over to Daniel. Daniel sits there, and, and he talks about the ten toes, and it says, and they, whoever they are, shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. So he isolates them from the seed of men. Who do you think they are? Uh, they're angels. Uh, ascending and descending. So the, the angels are there. Uh, Jacob is, is uh, being uh, protected. Yeah, he's being protected. Uh, and I'm going to get into that. Verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it. So he has a dream, and, and he sits there and sees this ladder, and he sees the Lord standing above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, uh, thy father, and, and, and the God of Isaac. Uh, the land whereon thou lies, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And you got to be able to separate some things here in life because God's talking to Jacob, and he's talking about the Jewish nation. The Jews, God is not done with the Jews. He'll never be done with the Jews. The Jewish nation is a nation that he's going to use, and he's going to continue to use them all the way out through eternity. This ground is theirs. The land of Israel is theirs, and the 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 tract of land that he gave them, which is a lot bigger than Israel anyways, it goes all the way from Egypt up to the Euphrates. Uh, you know why the uh, Arabs hate him? It's simple if you read your Bible. They hate them because that land is theirs. And one day they're going to get booted out of it, and it's going to be under control of David, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And God sits there and says, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it. And to thy seed. So he's talking to Jacob in particular. He's talking about a piece of land that he's done promise back in, in Genesis to Abraham, to Isaac, and down through his seed. He says, I am the Lord God uh, of uh, Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac. Now, brethren, if you're in this room and you have a mom and dad that are saved, uh, you ought to thank God for that lineage. Because there's, uh, I was raised in a, a non-Christian home. My dad was saved. I found out later on he was saved. My mom's Catholic. Uh, it was, it was, man, there's just no way you can, uh, I, I laugh about it sometimes, but there's just no way if it wasn't for the Lord to get through that thing. Uh, my, my other two brothers, my brother and other two sisters didn't make it through the right way. I don't know how I did. I really don't. Uh, but it, it's a non-Christian family. My kids have never... I mean, they have to deal with me, and, and I'm not perfect by any shape, form, or fashion. They can, uh, Elizabeth gave me for Christmas present, he gave me and Beth uh, this thing that makes us write a book about ourselves. And I guess every, you know anything about that? You're smiling. But it's, it's, it's like this thing that I guess I don't want to write. She says, you will. I said, I don't want to. <laughs> but you will. I don't want to. I said, unless I can name it Mike's Navy, I'm not going to do it. Uh, it just ain't going to happen. They're going to call this... That sent me a question. She said, every week you'll get a question, and then you have to talk about it. And at the end of the year, they'll form a book. That'll be so, oh, oh man, that'll be a messed up book is what that'll be. Uh, I, I wouldn't read it. Uh, I, I barely want to hear me preach. I mean, the whole thing is, when you sit there and look at that thing, your life is just a vapor. And I, I want to give it to God. So many times we just don't want to give it to God. And, and I never had Christian family, and now all of a sudden, here I am, after 42 years, my wife keeps correcting me. She gives me a wife that corrects me all the time. I don't know why. You ought to, it's better than. You ought to read, there's about 13 verses, it's better than. 
Uh, you young men want to get married, it's better that. You ought to read, you take your Bible, get a concordance, get a computer. You like computers, use your cell phone. And look up, it's better than. And, and look at what those verses all say. And then when you get into it, shut your mouth. Because that's what you want. It's a good thing. It's a good thing for a man to have a wife. But I'm telling you what, to live 30 years, 33 years, uh, and what little issues we've had is great. I mean, I, I think it's great in the world. Uh, my kids have seen some things. They see their dad get mad from time to time. They'll see their dad get mad at their mom from time to time. Beth is always perfect, so she's never causing any trouble. But uh, I'm, the, I'm the guy that's a bad guy. And they could say, hey, I see this, but I'm saved. I've been saved the whole time. They know that when their daddy dies, he's going to heaven. At least he thinks he is, because I got a Bible. That's what it says. I mean, if I get there and the Lord says, I'm sorry, man, you read that thing like wrong. I'm still going to say, praise God, hallelujah, man. I'm going to do like Billy Bray, man. I'll have them kick me out of hell. They won't, they'll have to make a purgatory for me. Because I'll get down to hell, man, and I'll start preaching about Jesus down there. I mean, what else is there to talk about other than him? Uh, when you start really get into the thing, I mean, it's why in the world would we even think anything else other than him? You know what Jacob's got to learn here? And every one of us is the same. Man, it's already, I'm going to get the ding here in a minute. We all have to learn that it's Jesus Christ. You can't look at the person sitting next to you and put your thumb on them and say, but they. It has nothing to do with they. It has to do with you and Jesus Christ. You and Jesus Christ. And, and you look at that thing and say, okay, hey, man, I, I got some verses in the Bible. It's great. He says, he's, I let one over in Proverbs. I'm going to paraphrase it real quick. He says, uh, don't, don't sit there and get mad at your, uh, your enemy because I may just forgive them. You know, the best thing you can do is just bless them, man. Give them a cup of water or something. Give them some money. Do something. Make them happy. Hey, thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And walk away under your breath. And the Lord will then nail them down. But you can't look at somebody else and not serve Jesus Christ because of somebody else. That don't work. You know what Jacob's going to learn? That don't work. Jacob, you're going to, he's hard-headed. You think you're hard-headed. You think I'm hard-headed. It's going to take him 20 years to learn this lesson. And he's going to learn it the hard way. But when he gets done with this thing, it's him and God and nobody else. And he has to go through some hurt. And, he, and, and after he gets out of this thing, it's still not over. Uh, I've heard people say, why would Jesus allow that to happen? Because that's part of life. Go back to Adam and Eve. They're the ones who ate the fruit, and they're the ones who caused our problems, nobody else. And behold, the Lord stood above it. Uh, I like, I like his, he talks that lady over by the well in John. And he goes, but the hour cometh and is now when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The truth of the matter is, is Jesus is standing right in front of her. He, he said, I'm it, I'm it, I'm it, I'm it. And she gets it. And she goes back and starts telling everybody the story, the, the greatest story ever told. There's a guy out there who knows everything about me. Woohoo! I, uh, I heard a preacher one time, it might have been Doc, he said, could you imagine that lady going back? And, and she had been married five times at least. And who knows what else she's been doing. Uh, but she goes back, and, and all of a sudden, the rest of them guys come out like, shh. Don't tell everybody about us. Don't tell about us. You can talk about her, but don't talk. I mean, this lady goes back and says, hey, man, he, he told me about you and 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 you. And, and uh, could you imagine that? Here he is on the earth, but he's all man. And he's also sitting in heaven and seated in heavenly places right now. I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is, is, is unbelievable when you look at it. You can't run from him, but the hour cometh, and now is, when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. 
For the Father seeketh such to worship him. He's looking for somebody who's going to be honest. Not perfect. Honest. There's a difference between honest and pure. (laughs) There's a difference between honest and perfect. Honesty is like, okay, I'm a hose head. Oh, God, I'm a wretched sinner. I can't even look up. Oh, Lord, I'm perfect, and thank you for making me this and making me that. No, you're a wretch, man. Get out of here. I'll, I'll listen to the other guy, man, the publican. He's, he's closer to it than you are. Amen. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Uh, the woman saith unto him, which is, which is a good thing, I know that the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he cometh, he will teach us all things. The very next verse, Jesus says unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. Now, has that ever happened to you? Has he ever spoke to you? He did to me on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> I got it, man. <laughs> I mean, I sit there crying out. I cried. He said, hey, Mike, I am he. Do you want it or not? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I, I'm like, ask where, seek where, knock where. And he goes, me, you more on me. And the book opens up and it's Jesus Christ. I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father. And I, Bless, you ought to be blessed if you got a Christian parent. It's a blessing if you get to become a Christian parent. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Abraham is in his lineage. Man, I, I, got, I got grandkids now. And uh, I mean, I really hate them guys. They're going to grow up and say, oh, my papa was a mess. <laughs> but compared to what the world I used to be, I'm not as big of a mess as I used to be, but okay, I'll, I'll take the mess thing. Uh, who called on the name of the Lord. Abraham's a friend of God. I got that, boy, to have that in my lineage. Uh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, but I can't, but I mean, I would have liked to have my dad, uh, he was saved back in 1957. Uh, I found that out when he was, uh, when I was 27, maybe 30, 87, I found that out. So I was, I was 30. And I'm sitting there going, man, I said, you know, it would have been really nice if, if I could have spent 30 years under a saved man. I listened to Dr. Peacock, and his dad was saved and Southern Baptist preacher. And, uh, really, and he tells the stories of his dad. And his dad, about just like Dr. Ruttman as far as I was concerned, I mean, he, uh, he told stories about him going in there talking to his dad, thinking he's going to go and tell his dad all this stuff. And, and he knows this, and he knows that, and he knows this. And his dad starts bringing these charts out and put them all over the wall. And he goes, well, where would you get those? He goes, what, do you think I'm a moron or something? He goes, you think you're the only one with this kind of stuff? <laughs> you know, it's, that's arrogancy. Uh, you don't, uh, but to have a dad and a grandfather that is saved, I mean, what do you do with that? Here's Jacob, man. You think you're going to get away? You got, with this kind of lineage, you think God's going to let you get away? You can hang it up, man. He's going to make your life miserable. Who prays 20 years for a son, who puts God ahead of his most precious thing on earth, which is his son, who charitably gives others first choice. He gets a lot. Choose east, west, and north. Choose whatever you want, man. I'll take what's left. Uh, do you do that? Or are you concerned about what you get? Man, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. And by the way, Abraham gets it all, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, he don't want to take nothing from King Solomon. I mentioned this last time. Who believes God's promise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, he just believes God. Uh, do you ever get to the place where you're just done doubting God? Have you ever just got there and said, look, Lord, I'm, okay, 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 I messed up. I know I messed up. You're right. I got it, man. I said, I just don't understand how to get, I just wish I could be more like what you want me to be. That's probably the way Abraham was. He, Abraham had to learn these lessons just like we did. Uh, verse 14, 
And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Now he's talking to Jacob. Jacob has a lineage, and Jacob is running, and you think you can get away from God. And this is for anybody in here who thinks that you're going to, go, you're going to get away from or I can go somewhere else, and my mom and dad won't see me, and nobody else will see me. Believe me, the Lord knows right where you're at, and he'll set a ladder on top of your head too. Uh, and his ladders are a little bit different than what he's doing for Jacob here because I'm saved, man. I, I don't have to. He'll put things in front of me that are just unbelievable, and he'll put them in front of you too. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. But he's talking about Jacob here. And thou shalt spread uh, abroad to the east, and to the, or to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. He's talking to Jacob. Jacob is good. This land, that land over there is his. It's the Jews. And for uh, we are, our, our governments, everybody else, I, I mentioned this last time and I got in trouble. I'll mention it again. I don't really care. If we would give our military to the Jews, to the, the, the Israeli nation, we would have no problem in the Middle East. As a matter of fact, if we probably just backed away and let them do whatever they want and keep our nose out of it, uh, we probably wouldn't have a problem in the Middle East. They would have already dealt with it and solved it. The only reason they don't is because we give them a lot of money and stuff and we bribe them. Uh, but I'm telling you, and we try, to, we try to make everybody happy. You can't make everybody happy. Uh, the, the quicker you learn that in life, you're not going to do that. Uh, dust is a reference to the land. The land is given to the Jews. The, the direction is given uh, to which they will spread. Genesis uh, 13, 14, and I'll stop right there, man. Genesis 13, 14. Abraham, Abraham sitting up on the side of this mountain and lots uh, lots of greedy kind of guy, man. You got to look at yourself here. Am I a lot or am I an Abraham? Uh, that's, I mean, it's just as simple as it gets, man. And uh, verse 12 says, And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, because Lot chose, he chose what he's seen. And verse 14 says, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the, the place where thou art, uh, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. So he looks, and God gives him that. Lot gets it temporarily. He's go Abraham's going to get it permanently. Lot gets, you know, the things that this world offers you, love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If you may love the world, the love of the Father's not in him. The, what the world gives you is a temporary thing. It never is permanent. He, what he's giving Abraham is permanent. Two generations later, his son is heading out to, to see Laban, and won't be back for 20 years. Sometimes it takes a while to learn a lesson. Uh, but believe me, if you're saved, you're going to learn that lesson. There's just no way out of it. I would like to say, I can, I'm, I'm my own man and I can do whatever. No, 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 that's not true. You will learn the lesson and you will learn it your way or you'll learn it like my dad 30 years later and your head's all beat in and everything else and you're just wore out and tired and your life is just a total wreck. Or... You'll learn it young and say, okay, I give up. You're God. I'm not. Show me what to do. And he shows you. The younger you can do that, the better off you're going to be. I'm telling you, the younger you get that in your head that you are not going to win with him. You're not going to do it. It ain't, ain't going to happen. Sorry, it ain't going to happen. Because one of these days, it's a point when a man wants to die. We will take our last breath, and you will stand in front of him. I told this to somebody the other day. And in his realm, it's his rules, not yours. You're not going to say, well, I'm an American. I can do whatever. Ah, don't count there. Don't count. Don't count. It won't work. 
Well, if that's the case, I might as well just give up on this side. <laughs> because I can do a whole bunch more on this side than I can on that side. Because over there, it's already all done. Over here, I get an opportunity to serve God. Now, if you stop and think about that, you go out in the nighttime, and you just look up at the sky and the stars and everything else. Uh, Jonathan, when he gave me that guy's name the other day, it says Philip Gargar. Uh, if anybody out there in, in TV land knows Philip Gargar, let me know. Corman, ex-corman in the Navy. But I tried to find him, couldn't find him. But I, I, I asked him, I said, when would you get on the Scott? And he said, in 85. I said, hey, that's why I got on 85, got off on 87, last part of 87. I said, so you were there in, um, and when we went across the line of death. And he goes, oh, yeah. And so Jonathan was listening to him on the other app, right? There's Jonathan. He's my witness. And uh, I said, hey, did you not? I said, there's some things you didn't know. And he goes, no way, man. So I started telling him. He goes, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I said, yeah, yeah. If you could imagine the Gulf of Sidra. I got to shut up, man. Sorry, 1053. If you can imagine the Gulf of Sidra, there's a line drawn across this whole gulf. It kind of goes down like this. And, and this gulf is sitting here. And, and Gaddafi says, anybody who comes across that line, Americans, I'm going to blow you all up. Well, this guy was a corpsman, so I'm trying to, to, how to tell him. I said, oh, I said, if you took a test tube and went right to the center of that line and, and set that test tube down in, in the water, there was an area right there that he could not hit if he wanted to with the missiles that he had, if our intel was right. With Iran, obviously, or, or Iraq, our intel wasn't the greatest in the world, so I, I'm, I could be totally wrong here today, too. We could have got blown up. But, but they had it where it was drawn, and I've seen that in operations. I could go in and out of operations and see that stuff on the bridge, radio, see the messages, everything else. I just couldn't tell anything. I mean, those are secret messages and top secret, some of them, and I just couldn't say a word if I did. Well, this corpsman was running around the ship. He's like everybody else. He's thinking we're going to die. And up to the phone call the other day, his storyline would have been that they could have died. He goes, I didn't know all that. I said, yeah, man. I said, you couldn't have died. I said, we were in a place, and, the tight, and, he, said, you know, he, and he was saying, which, which he reverberates exactly what I'm, I said, too. He goes, the USS Scott was the best ship in the fleet. He goes, I was on some of the other destroyers, and they were junk. I said, yeah, we had to put chains on the back, and the Aegis cruiser, Ticonderoga, we had to set up because she was going to break down in the little test tube, and we had to haul her out of there, hook up our chains, our tow chains, and pull her out if, she, if something went wrong. You say, what is that? It was, it was just a witness to a guy. I'm trying to find a guy. I want to talk to him. I want to see if I can. Because why? I said, Lord, put him back into my life. And I told Jonathan, I said, Jonathan, get his name. And he goes, I'm leaving, man. <laughs> he goes, the doctor got him. I mean, I should have went out there and sit and waited until he came out of the doctor's office. And, and, but I didn't. And I can't blame Jonathan for it. But I'm telling you what, you never know who God's going to bring back into your life at any given time. And the story's all about him. It's always been about him. It always will be about him. And it's about somebody else finding him. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for Jacob, his life that he lived, Lord, uh, so many years ago, Lord, the testimony that he lived. And, Lord, he's getting ready to find out that his life uh, is going to cost. And he's going to come around that he's going to realize that you are the Lord and you're the Lord God of Abraham, the Lord God of Isaac. Like all the rest of us, Lord, we've got to figure that thing out too. Bless now and, and bless the morning service. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, it